Welcome everyone to the first ever uh, Daily Fantasy Lines NBA podcast. I am Jericho. Uh, you can find me on FanDuel, uh, like the walls three. Uh, I've got head-to-heads posted pretty much every day. Um, I'm going to go through the slate here. Uh, I'm going to start position by position, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and then center. This is exactly how I build my lineups. Um, I have not done any research yet this morning. Uh, I'm going to do it all on the podcast. So this is not structured uh, very well, and I'm just kind of walking through things as I see them. Um, So that way you guys can get a feel uh, for how I start out my day, uh, what makes me a professional, um, how I build my projections, uh, things of that nature. So I'm going to kick it off over on FanDuel at point guard, and then I'll go to DraftKings point guard, and we'll just kind of progress from there. I'm going to try to keep it short so that way you can uh, listen uh, without having to, you know, stop your entire day uh, to get some daily fantasy tidbits. You can also follow me on Twitter at LinesDFS. That's Lines, L-I-N-E-S-D-F-S. And the website, of course, is DailyFantasyLines.com. Uh, $60 a month gets you projections, it gets you lineups, it gets you our live chat, and of course it gets you this podcast, which for now is free, but probably won't be uh, forever. Over on FanDuel, the top projected value is Ricky Rubio. Now, a lot of people are going to game log hunt. That's what people do uh, when they're new to Daily Fantasy. And even though he is trending in the right direction, we haven't really seen uh, a spike That would make him pay off his 5200 price tag. However, the reason um, that he is projecting so well is so many guys are out, and I believe Okogi is now out, uh, which opens up a ton of guard minutes. I have him projected for 27 minutes, uh, which for a guy who historically produces over a fantasy point per minute uh, in one of the highest over-unders of the night, that is a great uh, price point. Now, They've been getting blown out, and that's why you haven't seen guys like Rubio play uh, up to the 27, 28-minute range. Uh, But I think that's going to change tonight as they're facing Washington without Russell Westbrook. Um, Worth mentioning that Washington has started the season 0-5. So worrying about guys resting on the Washington side of the ball, we'll get to that. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. And I think we're going to have a close, hard-fought game with a lot of points. Um. So Rubio, great play on FanDuel. I believe that's FanDuel specific. Uh, The next best value is Raul Neto. And I really like Neto tonight. Granted, he's a stronger play over on DraftKings. We'll get to that in a second. Um, But, I mean, he was, I believe, second in the team in usage uh, last time Westbrook was out. I'm assuming that he's going to get the start again. Uh, He has a ton of upside at that 4,500 price tag. And I believe his floor is around 20 fantasy points. Uh, historically, he hasn't been a great per minute producer. I want to say he's around 0.9 fantasy points per minute. Uh, but when you have a guy projecting for 29, 30 minutes, um, I mean, he's he's going to exceed 20 fantasy points more often than not. And he has upside, as we saw last game, uh, or last time he started, up in the 40s. So he's a great play. Granted, it's a big slate. There's a lot of options. Uh, but I really, really, really like him. Uh, the next best option uh, in that mid-tier, it looks like, is going to be Tyus Jones, followed by Kobe, uh, Kobe White. Uh, Tyus Jones, I'm trying to pull up his his log and see what he did in the last start. I know he started hot, but I think the uh, the blow up, the blowout really ruined uh, his fantasy production, just like it did for Nas Reed. 
which we're going to get to in a minute as well. Uh, I'm going to go back to that well tonight. I really don't think um, that he's going to dud, and I don't think this game's going to get out of hand. We've seen a lot of issues with random blowouts this season. Uh, we saw Zion Williamson for our lineup play 17 minutes last game, um, and he only had two fouls in the first half, and they just decided not to play him anymore. So that was pretty stupid. Um, so there's just been a lot of weird stuff going on. Uh, I think if if you have the ability, it's definitely worth playing multiple lineups in cash. Uh, I'm actually going to give that a shot tonight. Granted, it's not going to have you know a ton of variance, but I really want to have just a couple with 10 games. I want to have a couple different combinations uh, that I run out in all my head-to-heads. Uh, it looks like Tyus Jones in 22 minutes had 19 fantasy points. He's historically a very good defensive player in terms of fantasy points, steals, and blocks. It's just something that he does a lot, and on FanDuel you get rewarded uh, for that. I wish the price tag was a little lower, uh, but I have him projected for quite a few minutes. I'm pulling it up right now. Like I said, I'm doing all this uh, off the cuff, so you're going to have to bear with me uh, looking things up constantly. Uh, yeah, I have him over 30 minutes, so I mean that's it's pretty solid. So I, I really like that. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to take a, a lot of the usage that John Morant left behind, and the price tag is pretty fair. You could argue that he's a $6,500 player if he's getting 30-plus minutes. Um, the next option, I'm looking over at our projections, uh, is Kobe White, and he has been playing very well. And, of course, a lot of the Bulls are out again tonight. Um, you do have blowout concerns, and he is no longer blowout-proof like he used to be, I'm assuming, because he's in the starting lineup. Um, I haven't tracked i don't know if they've had any blowouts this year and, and i haven't really tracked his minutes uh, but i'll dive into that a little bit more later it looks like milwaukee's favored by like 14 points so on a 10 game slate i'm probably not going to get much exposure to that game uh, even though there's going to be some good chicago values i think the one guy i might make an exception for is Otto porter because he's really cheap uh, but we'll get to that uh, when we get to the the small forward position um let's see Kyrie Irving, Trey Young, Mike Conley. So Kyrie plays against Atlanta. Great matchup. He's actually cheaper than Trey Young. Uh, he's been balling hard, um, and he's really been trying to prove uh, that they're a contender this year, and, and it's hard to doubt him at this point. Um, but for some reason, Kyrie is just never a priority spend for me. Um, I, I may look at it at the very end of this podcast. I'll start building some lineups and kind of messing around with some things and seeing who I want to play. Uh, but in that matchup, I, I might look to Trey Young uh, just because he's only $400 more and I have him projected uh, just a little bit higher. Um, I, I would say at point guard, if you're spending up, he's probably the priority spend. And, and then I would probably look at Damian Lillard. Uh, against Golden State, and then maybe Kyrie Irving. So more of a tournament play with Kyrie. Um, I've got Peyton Pritchard in here, uh, right below Mike Conley, and I kind of want to talk about him. So he's been getting 20-plus minutes consistently now, and he actually got hurt by the blowout, which tells you a few things. It tells you that Stevens doesn't think that he's just a end-of-the-bench player. Um, if he's sitting him in blowouts, and it means that he's going to get run um, when it matters. I mean, you could see him possibly closing out a couple games 
uh, here and there. So Pritchard is, is someone that we should watch. And I actually played him in cash the other day and had him in a bunch of GPPs. And, and I really, really like him. Uh, looking at the Boston-Detroit spread, it looks like it's like an eight-point spread. And, and that's not terrible. Um, what do I have minute projection-wise here? The minutes are going to vary, but I have him at 22 minutes. So there's room for upside there. I think we've seen him play 27. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. Stevens has raved about him. He really, really likes him. Um, Tristan Thompson is back tonight, which, which probably pushes him out of cash game consideration just because there's not quite as many minutes to go around. Um, you won't have guys, you know, sliding down to the four, but, uh, still keep, keep an eye on Peyton Pritchard, mix them into your GPP lineups. And now I'm going to move over to the DraftKings point guards. Raul Neto is a lock, a stone cold lock, lock them into all your lineups, GPP, cash, doesn't matter. Uh, at 3,400, the upside is too immense, uh, for me to fade him. I've got him at seven and a half times uh, his salary as a projection value, and that is just absolutely insane. Um, the other guy that's up there almost breaking the projections is Desmond Bain. And I'm not going to lie to you and say I know a whole lot uh, about this guy at all, but I do know he played 31 minutes last game and put up 25 fantasy points. And even if he's getting 25 minutes, he's probably worth considering. It doesn't look like he's a great per-minute producer uh, historically, which is probably just a season, I'm guessing. Um, but I have him at like 0.75 fantasy points per minute, and I'm projecting him for over 30 minutes. So he's a good play. He's probably someone you should prioritize in cash games. Um, and between him and Neto, I mean, you're getting so much guard value that you can spend up uh, at the premium positions uh, throughout the rest of the slate. Uh, behind them, I have Tyus Jones at 5,100. If you don't feel great about Bain, I, I think you could definitely play Tyus, or if you want to go with three guards uh, in your lineup, Tyus is definitely in play. Uh, Ricky Rubio is tournament-specific over on DraftKings. He's not someone that I'm going to uh, prioritize over there, but on FanDuel, the way they price their point guards, he makes a little bit more sense. Donovan Mitchell... Underpriced, uh, but he's got a tough matchup uh, against Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, assuming they both play. I uh, haven't really been tracking the Clippers news. So I'm pulling it up right now, and I actually don't see any. So I guess all the Clippers are playing. Oh, Marcus Morris is out. Okay, whatever. Um, so that's actually a small boost for George and Kawhi, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um... Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Luka, um, those guys are all tournament plays, really. Uh, moving on to shooting guard, we'll go over to FanDuel first and cover that. Uh, Desmond Bain, 3,700, lock him in. Shooting guard's a shitty position on FanDuel. It always is. Um, that never changes, just like power forward. Uh, the exception, I guess, are the James Harden slates, um, but we even saw him only drop 48 last night. So Desmond Bain, 3,700, take your value and move on in cash, 100%. Uh, Malik Beasley from Minnesota, he's seeing big minutes. I'm fine with him at 5,200. I think he's a solid play. D'Angelo Russell, th this is interesting. So in an up-tempo matchup with a close spread, 
I think you can definitely make a case for playing D'Angelo Russell and Cash. I think he's 100% in play for GPPs. Uh, Devontae Graham gets a matchup with Memphis, which is premium. Um, he sees big minutes no matter what. He's borderline blowout proof. Uh, so if they're up 15 to 20 in the fourth quarter, you're going to see him basically close out the game. But if they get up like they did against the Mavs, where it's a 30, 35 point game, uh, even he will sit down eventually. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, if you want to go to that well and you trust that he's really back, I'm um, fine with that. But he is going to see some tough matchups uh, against guys like Derek Jones and Robert Covington. So I think I would stay away from Wiggins and Cash. Uh, he is just, I don't know, he, he's mentally weak. I think we've seen that throughout his career. And I, I don't approve of taking him in tough matchups, though I do think the upside is there in tournaments. Uh, Bradley Beal. So Bradley Beal, for sure, I, I think on DraftKings he's a better play. But on FanDuel, I'm still strongly considering him in cash at 9500 It's going to depend on how much salary we have uh, once I look at all the positions and where I want to spend. But I really, really like Bradley Beal. Paul George is still grossly underpriced at 7800 uh, We've seen that he's putting up big numbers game in, game out. Uh, they're making a conscious effort to get him involved. Kawhi Leonard's just kind of taking a back seat and just, you know, easing his minutes this year. And it's Paul George's team until the playoffs. And that's pretty evident based on the minutes, based on the production, based on the involvement. Um, so you can't go wrong with Paul George at 7,800 uh, in cash or tournaments. Jimmy Butler uh, against the Mavs. I'm not in love with that, but it's okay at 8,100. Josh Richardson, Gary Harris, Marcus Smart, Zach Levine. Those are all middle-of-the-road tournament plays and guys that I'm really not looking to in cash. Uh, shooting guard over on DraftKings, and this is where we get to the multiple position eligibility. We already covered Neto and Desmond Bain and Donovan Mitchell. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is a solid play at 7,500 with a three-point bonus. Uh, Josh Richardson is actually underpriced on DraftKings over at Shooting Guard. And Bradley Beal, I don't want to call him a lock, but at 9,400, I think he's pretty close uh, with the three-point bonus. <coughs> His fantasy points per minute without guys like Wall and, and, in this case, Westbrook on the floor is pretty intense. And like I said, they're 0-5, so you have to think he's going to get a ton of run uh, moving forward. Josh Jackson, Jackson, 5,200. I'm probably going to stay away from that price tag, even though Blake Griffin is out, and I would assume that he starts uh, against Boston. Great tournament play because he does still have 35, 40-point upside. Garrett Temple at 3,600 is actually very interesting um, with all the bulls that are out. I know he had a decent game. I think it was yesterday, and uh, I, I was kind of regretting not having him in my tournament pool. So at the very least, include him in your tournaments. He didn't come out great. It looks like he only he played 28 minutes, but his proje production dropped. Uh, he started really hot and then just kind of faded. Eight points, two rebounds, four assists. But he does have the ability to get hot. He does have the ability to rack up some peripheral stats. Uh, he's a decent defender, so you could get some blocks and steals. Uh, just someone I would mix in. I definitely wouldn't call him a priority or a cash game play. Zach Levine, Duncan Robinson, these guys are tournament plays. Kobe White at 6400 is too expensive. Uh, FanDuel, I'm going to move over to small forward. Otto Porter, it's a back-to-back. -back. They've been a little careful with him. 
uh, overall going dating back to the preseason. But they're shorthanded, and if he's in the starting lineup tonight, I'm going to play him against Milwaukee. I think you have to. Uh, there is concern here that he would be tasked with guarding Giannis, uh, which could get him into foul trouble and may cause some issues. So that's something to consider. I wouldn't lock him into your tournament lineups, not all of them. But I think in cash at 4,400, he is a great play. Um, Jarrett Culver for Minnesota. And this is obviously a boost because Akogi is out. Um, 4,300 is a good price tag, and this is a weak position. And as I've talked about pretty much all day, it is a strong uh, over-under and fast-paced environment. 20 minutes last game, but that was a blowout. So I'll have to do some more research on Culver, but he's rating well, and I don't see a reason not to play him at 4,300. Um, but Minnesota values in general can get you in trouble if you have too many of them, and it always seems like they go deep in their bench, and it's hard to peg which guy's going to go off. Uh, Derek Jones Jr., this guy has been pretty frustrating. He is playing big minutes, but he's not producing. And they're running out some weird lineups. And last game again, he played 34 minutes. I don't know. Derek Jones Jr. makes no sense. He's playing huge minutes. Historically, he produces decently on a permanent basis. But this season, he hasn't done hardly anything. Uh, it's basically Dame and CJ and, and Nurkic, and that's it. Um, Covington's starting to wake up a little bit, so that probably means less shots for Derek Jones Jr., um, I don't love him. I, I really just don't. His price has gone up a little bit. Um, he does rate well. He's the third best value at small forward. But I, I'm pretty sure I'll go away from that in cash just because I haven't seen him flash anything that makes me think that he's going to get 20 to 25 fantasy points. It is a good matchup for turnovers and stuff like that, so I could see it. And if he fits my build, maybe. But I think I'd rather have someone like Jarrett Culver uh, in that position. Uh, Josh Jackson's only 4800 on FanDuel. That's a solid price, and we've seen him produce. Um, he does have a tendency to just disappear sometimes. Um, he's not a great basketball player in general, but he is good for DFS. Uh, $4,800, i am okay with that. Garrett Temple is min price. I might play Garrett Temple if my lineup needs him. If there's someone that I absolutely want to jam in, and I want two to three studs, and the missing piece is Garrett Temple, I might play him, but I'm definitely not prioritizing him in my builds. DeAndre Hunter, Denny Avija, I don't, I don't know how to say his name. I heard it the other day when I was watching the game. But uh, Joe Harris, Dorian Finney-Smith, none of these guys really excite me. Uh, Tyler Harrow is now 5,300, um, so he's solid, but he's not really a must-play. Small forward sucks. You definitely want to go value here. Because I'm just not seeing a whole lot aside from Kevin Durant, who's now 9,400. And that seems high for a guy that's not getting uh, massive minutes. Granted, I think he put up 60 the other night, so I kind of get it. But uh, I don't know. And I'm actually... Small forward. Yeah, there he is. Okay. Yeah, I've got him for 32 minutes, but he could play 34, 35, I guess. At 9400 if you have the money and you're not comfortable with that second value and you want to play him alongside Otto Porter on FanDuel, 
I guess that makes sense. So we'll see what happens when I get to building. Um, small forward on DraftKings. Uh, scroll up a little bit here. Sadiq Bay is 3100. Blake Griffin's out. Uh, I think if Bay starts at 3100, there are worse plays. Derek Jones is 3800. He's cheaper there. I'm okay with that. Dorian Finney-Smith, 4200. Cheap enough. Good play. Decent matchup. Josh Richardson, 4900. I mean, you're seeing a lot of just middle of the road small forward values. If you're playing multiple lineups, like I mentioned earlier, I think small forward's a great place to differentiate today. There's no one that really stands out aside from Otto Porter over on FanDuel. And so you can just mix and match these guys, get different combos that you like, um, and just kind of play around with it. Get different lineups. Differentiate. I mean, that's what you have to do when there's a lot of uh, variants early in the season, especially with COVID. Try to spread your money around, diversify a little bit, and, and try to capitalize on being smart enough to know that you don't know which small forward's going to go off. You don't know which value's the best one. And if you don't have a clear-cut picture of who you want to play, play multiple lineups. Now, I post one lineup for, for everyone that's a subscriber over at Daily Fantasy Lines. Um, but I highly encourage you to play multiple lineups if you have the time. Um, Josh Jackson, DeMar DeRozan, Jason Tatum. I mean, all these guys are fine. Um, I guess Kevin Durant's no longer listed as a small forward. I don't see him over here. So that's pretty much it. Keep an eye out for the Detroit uh, starting lineup because Sadiq Bay at 3,100 at the very least, gives you some salary cap relief, and you know he's going to play minutes. So I'm okay with that. Let's move over to power forward, which is usually an ugly position on FanDuel. Let's see what it has in store for us tonight. Nas Reed, I'm locking him in in cash. I am playing Nas Reed everywhere. Um, I may not locking it, lock him into all my MMEs, but I'm definitely going to play him in cash and pretty much every head-to-head. -head. Uh, Thad Young. We actually saw play good minutes, productive minutes off the bench. Um, he's a guy that actually they could put uh, on Giannis at times during this game. We've seen teams use power forwards and centers to guard him. Um, so his size alone in this matchup should get him some extra minutes. I'm pulling up how many minutes he played yesterday. Uh, he is coming off some kind of leg infection, so there is concern about the back-to-back. But 27 minutes last game, 31 fantasy points. Is he blowout proof? Probably not. And that's a concern for sure. Um, let me see what, uh, what Roto World has to say uh, about him today. Uh, for those that, that don't do this, it's nice to uh, go to Roto World and just type in the player's name. Look at their news. Uh, that's what I do pretty much for every player that I'm researching. Um, made his season debut versus the Wizards, coming off the bench for 15 points, 6 assists, 3 rebounds, 2 steals, and a triple. Looked like a good playmaker for the second unit. <clears throat> the Bulls like what they're seeing out of Pat Williams and Otto Porter early on, so Young may struggle to match the 25 minutes per game he saw last season, but that doesn't matter. This is a decent play. Uh, power forward, generally weak. You got a salary saver at 3700 So I am on board with the Thad Young play. 
Um, just know that he might not provide much upside, and in cash, that doesn't really matter when you're getting that kind of cap relief uh, to fit in studs. Brandon Clark, tough to predict. It's really all I have to say about Brandon Clark. You don't know what he's going to do, and that means that he's more of a GPP tournament play. Uh, for me, John Collins at 7K, that is a good price. We saw Danilo Gallinari uh, go out last game. Collins played some extra minutes, so that's worth keeping an eye on. Uh, let me see if we have Gallo News. Nilo Gallinari is out. So yeah, uh, John Collins, he burned us a few times earlier in the year. I think he had a good outing last game, but I think it was mostly uh, because they started to utilize him correctly. Uh, so he's trending in the right direction at 7,000. I think he's one of the better power forward plays. However, I'm currently leaning towards Thad Young and Nas Reed as my power forward pairing, just so I can spend up at other positions. I think Collins is fine at 7,000, but I don't think he's going to pr provide you 50-point upside in this game. And there's also... There has to be blowout risk, right? Yeah, 7 points. Seven-point spread. There is some blowout risk. Granted, not a whole lot. Uh, let's go to power forward on DraftKings. See what we've got here. Thad Young, 3500 I'm probably locking him in at that price. He's a 6.6x projection value. Uh, Jarrett Culver, cheap, 4100 6.12. Great value. And then we've got Sadiq Bey. Derek Jones, Covington at 4,600, which the way he's played as of late and the matchup, which should result in a lot of blocks and steals. I think he's a great tournament play, uh, and I would actually consider him in cash. Dorian Finney-Smith, DeMar DeRozan somehow listed at power forward. I do not get that at all, um, but that's pretty much it. Let's move on to center. Uh, Thomas Bryant over on FanDuel is the top value, and it's not that close. Um, you've got Westbrook out, which should provide more usage for him and more looks down low. He's coming off a game where he basically didn't miss, and his price hasn't moved. So 5800 for a very confident Thomas Bryant in a very weak matchup is probably someone that I'm going to play at center. I don't see anyone else competing with him there. Uh, Jokic, I guess, you could consider at 10.2K. Um, he's just been absolutely balling and he faces off with Aiton. This seems like a poor matchup for him in general because Aiton is a decent defender um, and there's also some foul trouble risk. So I'd probably go with Thomas Bryan and Cash, but I think you have to have Jokic in tournaments just because he can absolutely explode. The way he's passing the ball and running that offense uh, this season is absolutely insane. The ball is in his hands every time down the floor. People are cutting. Uh, their offense really is thriving uh, around Nikola Jokic. Biombo, Tristan Thompson. These are guys I'm not real excited about. I thought Tristan Thompson was out. Oh, no, Tristan Thompson is in. Sorry. Uh, Nurkic, Dwight Powell. I'm really not looking at anyone else uh, on FanDuel in cash. I guess you can, could consider some of these guys in tournaments, uh, but the price points aren't great, and they aren't generally guys that have upside uh, Jonas Valanciunas, his price has gone up so high that he's more of a cash game play. 
and not really a tournament play. I will mix some of these guys in just on the off chance that they go off, but I'm really narrowing my pool to Thomas Bryant uh, and Nikola Jokic tonight on FanDuel. DraftKings, center, Nas Reed, 5,200. That's kind of steep. Thomas Bryant, 6,300. Uh, center on FanDuel is not great. Um, you've got Giannis at 11K. Nurkic, 6,700. That is a ugly position. Uh, the prices have corrected accordingly. I think I'd probably go with Nas Reed at 5,200 in the one center slot that I had to play. I think Thomas Bryant would probably be next. And outside of that, I am not excited about anyone over on DraftKings. That is a tough center position. Okay, so that covers all the positions. I'm going to go over some uh, quick injury news uh, that we're waiting on here. Um, as of right now, which it is 12.20 in the afternoon here in Texas, Central Standard Time, Killian Hayes is questionable. That would open up some extra guard minutes, but Derek Rose is back, uh, so that's something to consider. Uh, Maxi Kleba for Dallas is questionable. Uh, that would open up minutes, I think, for guys like Willie Cauley-Stein and Dwight Powell. Uh, LeBron, questionable. That's obviously huge news anytime that happens as it boosts Anthony Davis tremendously. LaMarcus Aldridge is questionable. That would boost guys like DeJounte Murray, uh, DeMar DeRozan, and Jakob Pertl. Pertl? Jakob Pertl? I think it's Pertl. Uh, Jalen Smith for Phoenix. I don't know who that is. Probably doesn't matter. Uh, Derek Favors at center. Um, I guess that has some effect, but we'll we'll dive into that in the Slack chat later on today. Gary Trent Jr. for Portland. That does kind of matter because it opens up uh, minutes, more minutes for guys like Derek Jones Jr. and Robert Covington. And Pascal is questionable, but Draymond Green is back, so uh, his impact is minimal. Uh, I'm going to do some building here just to kind of see uh, what gets spit out. I'm on the Daily Fantasy Lines Optimizer on the FanDuel page. Uh, currently, uh, looking at point guard, I think I said I wanted to lock in Neto for sure. And <clears throat> my second point guard I'm not all that concerned about. So this is how I build, especially on FanDuel. I lock in guys. <coughs> Excuse me. I lock in guys that I know that I want in my lineup. And then I let the optimizer kind of fill in the rest around it. Uh, Desmond Bain at shooting guard on FanDuel. I'm going to lock in there. Uh, small forward, Otto Porter is a lock. And I, I'm not in love with anyone else there. Uh, power forward, I want Nas Reed and Thaddeus Young. And this is going to differentiate builds a lot because we've got a double punt here at power forward. And at center, I'm playing Thomas Bryant in cash. That's pretty much a guarantee. Now, I'm going to build like 10 lineups here. You can choose the number of lineups you want to build, and I'm just going to take a look at them. And then I just kind of filter through uh, the lineups that I want like this. So the first one, we got Neto, Luca, Bain, Beal, Otto Porter, LeBron, Nas, Thad, and Thomas Bryant. So as you can see, there's a lot of spins uh, that you can make here. Luca, Beal, and LeBron. I obviously do not want LeBron James in my lineup. I'm not sure why he's popping. He's actually not really popping. I just had the salary. Um, none of these lineups are even coming close to filling the salary cap. 
That's why. Okay, so we have too much value tonight. Got it. So. Boy, there is so much salary left over. <laughs> Alright. Let's just take a look at the optimal and see what it does. We haven't had too much value yet this year. That's uh, pretty rare this early in the season. Usually you get that towards the end of the season. Um, man, I really like Nas and Thad, but if we don't need the value, we don't need the value. Maybe it'll pivot to someone like uh, John Collins. So I'm just going to run 10 lineups straight off the opto. No locks, and see what it comes up with. Rubio, Trey Young... D'Angelo Russell, Bradley Beal, Otto Porter, Kevin Durant. Oh, I still get Nas and Thad and Thomas Bryant. So basically you don't have to drop down for Neto at point guard. And shooting guard you don't have to drop down uh, to Desmond Bain. So there is a ton of options tonight. Um, I think you could actually fade Thomas Bryant for Nikola Jokic if you wanted to go that route. But I actually really like the spend on Kevin Durant at small forward. I really like uh, Bradley Beal for sure. I, I like D'Lo as well. Uh, I'm not in love with Rubio. So I think I'd probably take Rubio down to Neto. Let's see what happens when I lock in Neto. now we've got Neto, Trey Young, Bradley Beal, Paul George, Josh Jackson, which I want Porter instead of Josh Jackson, personally, uh, Kevin Durant, Nas Reed, Thad Young, and Thomas Bryant. Uh, the next lineup, this is more of what I want right here. Raul Neto, Kyrie Irving, great point guard combination there, D'Angelo Russell, I love him tonight, Bradley Beal, Otto Porter, Kevin Durant, Nas Reed, Brandon Clark, which is an upgrade from Thad Young, and Thomas Bryant. Uh, that's a pretty solid lineup, um, but still probably not what I'm going to go with in cash tonight. I really want Nas and Thad uh, at my power forward slot. As I said earlier, I do not trust Brandon Clark. Uh, let's move on to DraftKings and build some DraftKings lineups real quick. All right. So, guys that I'm locking in on DraftKings, Neto is a lock at 3400 Thad Young is a lock at 3500 and Desmond Bain pretty close to a lock I think I'm going to call him a lock because I have him over 30 minutes projected and I think those are the only three guys that I'm going to lock in I'm going to see what kind of lineups get spit out here DraftKings has so much more flexibility that the lineups uh, generally look a lot better when you have excess value like this so let's see what see what it spits out D'Angelo Russell Raul Neto, DeMar DeRozan, who's even an even better play if uh, Aldridge is out. Jarrett Culver, Giannis, Desmond Bain, Thad Young, Bradley Beal. That's a great build. It really is. Um, the next builds have Jason Tatum, uh, who I really don't fully trust. Um, granted, he's been great this year and his price is down, so you can play him, but I'm not 100% sure that that game stays close. And I really want games that stay close. I think that's the same fear with Milwaukee, who plays Chicago. You've got a lot of blowout risks there. 
so I may fade Giannis um, this evening because I, I really don't want exposure to a blowout with him in it because he is so bad uh, when there's a blowout. They limit his minutes significantly. So I'm taking Giannis out. I think the reason... Is he making lineups as a center? No, Nas Reed is. Okay, we're good then. I'm removing Giannis and I'm going to run some builds now. So, all right. So this is a this is a pretty cool build. I like this. Raul Neto, Desmond Bain, Gordon Hayward, Kevin Durant, Thomas Bryant, D'Lo, Thad Young, and Bradley Beal. That's a solid lineup. This is how I build. Um, I, I recommend that you guys do the same. I've been doing this for seven years now. Um, I've won plenty of tournaments. Uh, granted, I'm a cash game player for the most part, but. I've hit 20 grand, 30 grand, 50 grand. Uh, I haven't hit a top price uh, yet, but I also started after that wave when it was really easy to do that kind of stuff. So a um, lot of second and third place finishes. Haven't taken first yet, but hopefully that'll change this year. Um, we did take first uh, as a group on FanDuel one day, and people won 40, 50 grand. Uh, that was during NBA season, and that was just a single lineup. Uh, and we actually took down all the mass entries, so that was pretty cool. Uh, the website, again, is dailyfantasylines.com. These podcasts are free uh, for now. I don't know how long it's going to stay that way. Uh, $60 a month gets you lineups, projections, chat room, I mean, everything. We follow the games together in the chat room. It's pretty fun. I may do something on contest selection soon because the contest selection and bankroll management has changed significantly uh, this season and even last season. Granted, I didn't play much NBA last season. So uh, mix in more head-to-heads, mix in more three-man leagues. Uh, be selective. The 50-50s are being flooded by sharps, so that's something to keep an eye on. Try to enter your contests uh, right before locks because that's when there is more fish in the water. Um, my name's Jericho on FanDuel. You can see me like the walls three, like the walls three. I've got head to heads out there. If you just want to play against me and see how it goes. I usually post them from one all the way to a hundred dollars. So, uh, that's it. I'm going to sign off now. And, uh, if you guys have any questions, uh, the Twitter is at lines DFS. Good luck tonight.